Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough. My co-host, the one and only Man One, is on assignment. But boy, do we have a great show for you today. Whether it's consumer products, digital startups, or international airlines, brand identity design is big business. And on today's episode, we talk to one of the most successful brand designers in the game today. Ron Vandenberg is a multi-Clio award winner who has designed brands for some of the biggest companies around the world. Over the years, Ron and his wife, Kim, have founded top branding agencies like Future Brand and Anthem Worldwide, which they eventually sold. Now, he's currently launching a new agency called Blue Lab, which you'll hear all about. In spite of his success, Ron is a humble, cool dude who I love talking to and I know you'll love hearing from. But before we get into this, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We're here for you. We do this for you. Without you, it wouldn't matter. So thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like and share this episode and subscribe to the podcast today. We always have world-class creatives on the show who are top of their field, sharing invaluable experience and advice. So you definitely don't want to miss out. And when you subscribe, you get alerts when new episodes drop. So be sure to subscribe. Also, go check out our website, notrealart.com, and sign up for our newsletter. It's also an easy, cool way to stay informed about all the great stuff we do for artists and art lovers here at Not Real Art. When you visit our website, you get access to free educational videos. You can sign up for our 2021 Artist Grant for the chance to receive $2,000. You can buy affordable, original creative art through our partnership with Sugar Press Art. And if you want, you can even support us through Patreon. So definitely check that out. Now, like I was saying, today's show is going to be great because we got an award-winning brand designer here to share a story with us. So without further ado, let's get into this and hear from the one and only Ron Vandenberg. Ron Vandenberg, welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast. Thank you, Scott. It's great to be here. Well, are you a podcast aficionado? Do you listen to podcasts? Have you ever been a guest on a podcast? No. I would say say when it comes to technology, I'm probably like the cooler. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, but you want to take the cooler to the beach, man. I mean, you got you got good beers in the cooler, like you know. Exactly. No, I've never done. I love listening to podcasts. I'm a great fan of podcasts, but I've never done a podcast. So this is sort of a virgin opportunity, I guess. Wow, I'm honored. I'm honored that I'm your first. We are your first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's great. You said you listen to podcasts. Is there one that you like? I always like to ask this question because by some estimates, there's over uh, around 1.8 million podcasts today. And so it's a saturated marketplace and finding the good stuff is hard, right? Curation, merchandising, retailing of these podcasts, discoverability is very hard. So I always like to ask people what they're listening to, because if there's something great out there, we definitely want our listeners to know about it. So is is there a podcast that you like in particular? I would say for the most part, I tend to follow things that come out of NPR. I would say that that content really interests me. And it also, to me, it's inspiring news. Mm-hmm. It's good news. So I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts that come out from NPR. And then there's a gentleman named Sam Harris from Stanford, who is a neuroscientist and a Buddhist monk. And I listen to a lot of his podcasts. It's a very interesting confluence of things. And I use his app. So I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts on design or creativity, but once you introduce me to what you're doing, I... And very interested in exploring that a little more. And then just recently, I've been listening to your podcast, which I've really been enjoying <laughs> since we reconnected on the whole Indivisible. And you you listened, you heard the show, and you still showed up today. So yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know, wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't that is, think yeah, it. That is correct. So I guess that <laughs> Not too bad, bad, I guess. <laughs> well, Ron, I mean, we've known each other a long time. We've been friends. We've been colleagues. And I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. And here we are. So it's a great day for me and our listeners to be able to hear from you, somebody who's been in the brand business for, I don't know, 25, 30 years or more, not to date you, but you are a veteran, as they say, of the business. But more specifically, I wanted to have you on the show in part because you're in the process of launching a new agency, a new company. How's that going? I mean, can you talk about it? Can you share a little bit about what's happening with the new endeavor? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking, Scott. I have a partner in this new venture, Olga, and we've known each other for over a decade. She's really the innovation driver of of this company, and I'm taking the brand piece. So we're the co-founders of this company. It's very close to launch. I think we'll do our soft launch December and then our hard launch in January. And the basic premise of this is that we're combining business innovation and brand innovation into one consultancy. And the real trigger for this is that one of the things that I've observed over the last couple of decades is that a lot of times when organizations decide to engage in innovation or hire innovation consultancies, There's a business need, there's a drop in revenue, there's some sort of triggering event that needs immediate attention. And a lot of times the innovation recommendations are more targeted at solving a short-term problem or a dip in revenue or a competitive threat or something like that. 
and not really aligned with the long-term brand prospects of the organization. So what you have is you have a situation where you're successful in stimulating some short-term revenue, but a lot of times it comes at the expense of your brand equity. So a way of looking at it would be you've got money coming into your checking account, but at the same time, it's draining out of your savings account. So what we were interested in doing was creating what we're describing as a brand smart business transformation company where we would do both things simultaneously. We would grow the business through innovation, but we would increase the equity of the brand while we were growing the business. So that's the basic premise of Blue Lab. And that's the name of the company, Blue Lab? That's the name of the company, Blue Lab. Got it, got it. So for those listeners who may not appreciate the distinction between business innovation and brand innovation, how would you answer that? I mean, what is the difference between brand innovation and business innovation? Well, business innovation is something that impacts the actual structure of how a business goes to market. It could reinvent products, services, customer experience, things that are critical to how well the business thrives. So if you look at that, they're mostly things that are generated internally from the company and then pushed out into the marketplace. Brand innovation starts with the consumer or the customer and looks at how the brand is performing and then looks for ways to refresh the brand or empower the brand or accelerate the brand, expand the brand that go beyond just marketing communications or changing the way that the product is packaged or the services are marketed, but completely looks at reinventing the brand so that there's a major shift in the marketplace perception of the brand. And That's like a short version, but that's basically the distinction. Right. So whether it's brand innovation or business innovation, it seems to me that innovation, it's a word that we hear all the time, yet a lot of times it seems to be maybe more talk than action, maybe a bit of window dressing. Why is it so hard for companies to truly deliver on their promises to innovate? If you look at the way that most companies make money, It's by figuring out how to do something, streamlining it, taking the cost out of it, and really focusing on production or distribution, so on and so forth. There are companies, and they're always the same ones that come up in every discussion, whether it's innovation or brands. People will talk about the Apples of the world, the Nikes of the world, the Starbucks of the world. And they have cultures of innovation where... If you look at the core of what that company is all about, they're inventors. They're they're constantly inventing, inventing, inventing. With a lot of companies that struggle with innovation, there isn't that culture of innovation. And also, there aren't people employed to do innovation in that company. So I think that what happens is that When everything is going great, to start to innovate in a lot of these organizations is almost like a scary proposition because it's change. I don't think it's resistance to innovation or invention, but I think it's resistance to change. 
you know, a lot of people describe change, define change as, as something that's good for somebody else. <laughs> right. And Wall Street doesn't reward change, does it? I mean, to what extent does the quarterly result hold these companies hostage from really being able to trailblaze and innovate and change it up? I think what it is with Wall Street is if you can successfully innovate while you're making money, they're happy. You know, if you can innovate while you're making money, they're happy. If you're innovating because you've had a decline in revenue or a decline in profit, now you're kind of trying to fix that while the performance of the company is going down. They're probably not as excited about that, number one. And number two, Wall Street is always judging companies based on what they think their core competencies are, too. So I'll give you an example. If you look at the valuation of Apple, it's not just based on its current performance and its past performance. They're betting on the fact that Apple is going to keep reinventing the future again and again and again because they've done it and they have a track record for it and so on and so forth. If you look at a company like Amazon, it's the same with them in their space. If you look at a company like Walmart, Walmart doesn't have the credit. Innovation doesn't come to mind. So if you look at how Wall Street views Walmart and Amazon, they might bet on Walmart to innovate efficiency or cost reduction, things like that, but not reinventing the future of retail. So I think those things have an impact. What do you think most people or most companies get wrong about innovation? Like when it comes to innovation, what do people misunderstand or maybe ignorant of in terms of innovation? I think the thing about innovation is there's this idea that if you look at the way inventors have been portrayed in the past, it's almost like a cartoon. Like there's this idea that somebody will be sitting in a room thinking about something and a light bulb will go off 